Amen. Let's take our Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm so glad there's none before him, none above him. Amen. Our God is the only God. Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 7. Ephesians chapter 4, and let's begin reading in verse number 7. He says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ, for whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Father, we do thank you that we can come this morning. Lord, we ask that you would just bless now as we open your word. Lord, speak to our hearts. I pray that you'd help us, convict us. Uh, Lord, just encourage us, whatever the need might be this morning. Lord, that you would just allow us to be obedient to what you would have for us. Uh, Lord, that we would just grow in our walk with you and draw closer to you. Father, just bless in the service now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we begin in chapter 4, we're talking about unity. And last week, we looked at how important it is that we walk in unity. And uh, at the beginning of the chapter, we are to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith God has called us. And so we've been talking about this idea of unity, and he speaks about that in verses 4, 5, and 6. Um, he uses that word one seven different times in those three, uh, those three verses, showing there's a, a unification. There ought to be a unity within the body of believers, the body of Christ. Uh, again, when we think of the church, the church is not a building. The church is the people in it. Uh, we think of what we call this First Baptist Church. This is just the, the building or the location that the believers come to gather and meet and worship and sing. This is just the location. But the church is the body. That is us. We're the body of Christ. And remember how we said that unity is not uniformity. Remember we talked about that? Unity is not uniformity. God's not saying we all have to look the same and talk the same and, and everything. No, there's, there's differences, and we thank God for those differences. We're not talking about uniformity. But as we look here at this passage, I think this shows us how there is diversity among the body, but there is still a desire for unity. God still desires unity, but there is diversity. Look what he says here in these verses. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? 
He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Now, I'm really going to kind of break this whole passage down, verses 7 through verse number 16, into two messages because this whole passage, Paul is dealing with the gifts for unity. There is gifts that God has given for unity, right? And, and God gives gifts to every one of us in his body. Again, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, right? So he's talking about this body of believers, and he's saying that God gives to every one of us in the body gifts. There are gifts that he gives to us, right? These gifts are different from the spiritual blessings that we saw back in chapter 1. There are spiritual blessings that we all receive, and they're given to every believer equally, these spiritual blessings, right? There isn't one believer who has the presence of Christ and another who doesn't. Praise the Lord for that, right? If you're saved, if you know Christ as your Savior, that means every believer has the spiritual blessing of the indwelling of Jesus Christ, right? Um, there isn't one believer who has salvation and another that it's still being worked on. We know that if we are, have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, every single one of us immediately are, are given the gift of eternal life. We have salvation, right? That's, that's, every, that's the same. For every, it's not one person gets more salvation than another person gets. It's equal, right? Praise God for that. We all are equally saved the same way. There isn't one person who has the Holy Spirit and another who still needs him, no, guess what? When you accepted Christ as your Savior, immediately you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Every single one of us. We have, here's the thing, every single one of us here this morning, if you know Christ as your Savior, and every single person that is meeting uh, uh, throughout the state of Ohio that knows Christ as their Savior, and throughout America, throughout the world, every single person that knows Christ as their Savior, every single one of them has the same amount of the Holy Spirit as everybody else. You don't get more of the Holy Spirit than somebody else does. Now, the Holy Spirit can get more of you, but you don't get any more of the Holy Spirit. You get the same measure of the Holy Spirit as everybody else gets, right? So these spiritual blessings in chapter 1, they're equal. They're equal to believers. But when we look at these gifts, notice there is some diversity. The giving of gifts... It's interesting because it's associated with what Jesus accomplished. Do you notice that in verse number, uh, verse number eight? Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. So the, the giving of the gifts is in association with what Jesus accomplished when he ascended up on high. Now, we understand when he's talking about ascending up on high, that's his, uh, that is when Jesus uh, was taken back to heaven after his resurrection. He was on the earth for 40 days, and then he ascended back into heaven, right? And we know, of course, one day Jesus is coming again, again for us, amen, right? So we know he's going to come again, but watch what he says. When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men, Jesus Christ ascended up into heaven, and he says he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. 
in those days as a king would defeat an enemy when they would return to their people, they would give spoils to the people. They would give gifts to those that, that, were, that belonged to them. They would uh, that give the spoils of victory to the people. And so Jesus has triumphed over sin. He has triumphed over death. He has triumphed over these things. And now he is giving gifts to those that belong to him. Before we know all of those who had put their faith in Christ those who had believed in God before his death, burial, and resurrection, they did not go into heaven. They didn't go to heaven. The Bible tells us they went to a place called paradise. Before his death, burial, and resurrection, no believer from the very first one who died who would have been Abel. Abel was the first believer who died. He believed in God. He had faith in God. From the very first believer all the way to Jesus Christ on the cross, because remember what he says to the thief in paradise. He says, today thou shalt be with me, where? In paradise. He did not say in heaven. He said in paradise. So from Abel all the way to, as far as we know biblically, the thief on the cross, none of those people were able to enter into heaven at that time. Why? Well, I mean, if they believed, why weren't they able to just go immediately into heaven? Well, here's the reason why. Sin had not been paid. The price for sin had not been paid yet. Now, yes, they were looking forward to that time when sin would be paid, and they had a picture of it through the sacrifices, but the Bible tells us the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. That's why Jesus Christ had to come and die on the cross, because it was his blood that was able to take away our sin, not the blood of bulls and goats. And so all of them from Abel all the way to the thief on the cross, they are in paradise. They're saved, but they're not able to be in heaven yet. But then when Jesus conquers sin, he dies on the cross for our sins. He, and the Bible tells us what, if he ascended, he had to first descend into the lower parts of the earth. And so Jesus had to descend. And why is he descending? Because we believe that paradise and hell were near to one another. Because the Bible tells us we have the account in, in the book of Luke, the rich man and Lazarus, both of them died. The rich man, the Bible says, went to hell. Lazarus went to paradise. And they were near enough to each other they could see, the, those in hell could see into paradise. And we, we have the whole account. I'm not going to go through it. But then when Jesus descends into paradise, because remember, what did he tell the thief on the cross? Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. So Jesus descended into paradise, and what does he do? He takes all of those from Abel to the thief on the cross who were captive in paradise. They couldn't get out. There's no way for them to get out by themselves. And so they took, Jesus took them, and now that sin is paid, now that the price for sin has been paid through Jesus Christ, now he is able to take them out and take them to heaven to be with him. 
And now we know, the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 8, he says, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, because the price has been paid, any believer after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, any believer that dies is immediately taken into heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we find Jesus, he's explaining this idea of the giving of gifts with what he has conquered like a king would have conquered in those days. The king conquers an enemy and he brings back the spoils to his people and he gives gifts to his people. And so now he's saying, wherefore he saith, or excuse me, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He's talking about these gifts that he is giving, right? These gifts that are being given. And so as we are looking here this morning, we're going to look at at two aspects of these gifts that Jesus gives. The first aspect we're going to look at this morning is gifts to individual members of the body, right? Gifts that are given to individual members of the body. And then next week, Lord willing, we're going to look at gifts for every member of the body. Because they're not the same, right? There are gifts that are given specifically, individually, to every member. But then there are also gifts that are given for every member. Okay? You say, I really want to know what those are. Good. Come back next week. You'll find out, right? So let's look this morning at gifts that Jesus Christ gave to individual members of the body. Because notice, what does he say in verse number seven? But unto every one of us, every one of us. I'm not gonna ask you to do that this morning, but if I were to, if I were to ask you, if you know you're saved, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know there's, there is no doubt in your mind that if you were to take your last breath Today, tomorrow, you know for sure you'd be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that you? Don't raise your hand. But is that you this morning? If that is you, then you're included in this when he says, unto every one of us. Now, if that's not you this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure if I died where I would go. Friend, we would be so happy to take the word of God and show you how you could be saved. So that you could know for sure to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord Jesus Christ. We'd be happy to show you that. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a a few minutes. But I want you to notice, he says, we're talking about the gifts to individual members of the body. The gifts that he has given to the body individually are not equal. Now, remember the blessings that he gives are equal. Salvation, the Holy Spirit, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Those are equal. But the gifts that he gives to the individual members of the body are not equal. Again, notice what Paul says here. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So there's only one person who knows what gift each individual person needs. Guess who that person is? It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one who knows what each person needs. Jesus Christ is the only one who knows how much each person needs. 
But he says, to every one of us is given, right? No one's being left out here. You're like, well, I just, you know, I just, I've never really thought much about myself. You know, I've never been a pastor or anything, so he must not be talking to me. No, 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 no. Everyone. Everyone. That includes you. Every one of us has a gift. God has given each of his children something that is going to help us to grow in unity. Now, remember, this is the key. We're talking about unity here. This is helping the church, the body, to grow in unity so that we're able to walk worthy of his calling. So what is it that he gives to every believer? What is it that he gives to every believer? What is it that he gives to every believer? Oh, I knew I was going to trick some of you on this, right? We've been talking about gifts, gifts, gifts. That's not what he says. What did he say? Grace. He said grace. Watch. He says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. See, that's, again, this is where we start off wrong so many times in thinking about the gifts because we are more concerned about the gift than we are what he's actually giving to us. We're more concerned about what we're going to get than the actual purpose behind what he's giving. We, we look at the gifts as something that, wow, that must make me super spiritual. I, if I get a gift, then that must mean he's really impressed with me. If I get a gift, that must mean that he really, man, I'm something awesome. Uh, nope. Sorry, friend. You're just like everybody else. Because everybody else gets them too. It doesn't mean you're super spiritual. It doesn't mean that you're just so awesome. God just says, wow, I just, this person's amazing. I just got to give them some stuff. No. Because again, think about what he says. God says he gives to us grace. Grace. You say, well, wait a minute. I thought we were saved by grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, the Bible says, right? Aren't we saved by grace? Yes, we are saved by grace through faith. But even after salvation, he gives us what we don't deserve. Grace is what we would say the unmerited favor. Grace is receiving what we don't deserve. And God says he is giving grace. And and we need to recognize that what he's giving us, we don't deserve it. Not one of us deserves what he's giving us. We haven't been super spiritual, and so that's why he's giving this to us. No, we receive them because of grace. That's why we receive these gifts. He shows us favor in what he gives. Now, again, please understand, the gifts the Holy Spirit gives to the believers are not just for, they're not just so that we can be able to, oh, wow, I've got a gift. Look at me. I'm so spiritual. Or, or just to be able to use them for personal use. No, they're given for a purpose. The gifts are given to help us perform the function of the part of the body that he has placed us in. Remember, he said we are one body. One body, many members. One body, many members. So whatever the gift 
that God gives to us is not just to use however I want. Whatever the gift is that God gives to me is to be used to fulfill my part in the body. My part where he has placed me, not where I chose to be, but where he placed me because he's the only one that knows where I should be. And the gifts that he gives to help me function are only him who knows what I need in that position. You understand what we're talking about here? When we talk about these gifts, we've got, to, we've got to get rid of some misconceptions. Oh, these gifts are just for me, and they're just to use however I want. No, no, no. They are to fulfill my part of maintaining unity in the body. And here's what's unfortunate. So many times we'll take the gifts that God has given to us and use them for our own benefit and cause division in the body. That wasn't the purpose. The purpose of the gifts given to every one of us, he says, every one of us, God says he's given grace, he's given these gifts, and every one of us, God says, they are for a purpose, for the body, endeavoring to keep the unity, he says. Remember, if you go back down to verse number 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, right? He says, he has placed you in the body where he wants you to be. He's going to give you the gifts that he wants you to have to fulfill the part of the body that you are in. My finger, this finger right here, does not need an extra heart. I only need one heart. This finger does not need a heart in the finger. The heart takes care of pretty much everything, right? It'd be foolish for me to say, well, this finger needs a heart too. Well, you know, this finger over here, I think this finger needs a kidney as well. Wouldn't that be kind of foolish? My toe needs a nose. Some of our toes look like noses, right, maybe? But we would, we, it'd be foolish to say, my toe needs a nose? No, I, I have one nose, right? We, we don't need, an, I don't need a nose on my toe. Foolish, right? Then why do we think we can tell God where we think we need to be? God, I'm not happy where you put me. I, I'm not happy just being a toe. I want to be a nose, so I'm going to try to change the, the toe into a nose, It's not its purpose. God, I'm not happy just with my finger. I think, you know, I think that my finger needs a heart as well. And this finger over here, needs, you see how foolish that would be? And yet that's exactly what we try to tell God. God, I'm not happy where you place me. I, I'm not happy with what you've given me. I think I need to be somewhere else and I think I need to have something else. Wait a minute. What he has given us and where he has placed us, we don't deserve anyway. We don't deserve salvation. We don't deserve to be part of the body. He has given us that by grace, and the gifts are also by grace. See, this is what we, we've got to grasp this, folks. If we truly want our church to, to move forward, and I'm talking about this local body here. I understand there's one body as far as every believer is part of the body as well, but we're talking about the local church right here. We're talking about this body of believers. 
If we want this body to function the way that God desires it to function, we should be more concerned about the rest of the body than about ourselves. We should be more concerned about what God is trying to do through me for unity in the body than whether I get my way or not. And this is where such division and strife comes in the body. Man, praise God he gives gifts. Well, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being able to use the gift that I think I have well. Well, praise God that he places us in, in places of the body so we can serve. Well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not content being there. I think I should be in another place. What happens when the members of the body don't do what they're supposed to do? What happens when your fingers decide to say, I'm not going to work? I'm just not going to work. I'm not going to lift up anything. I'm not going to point at anything. I'm not going to do anything. It's going to be really hard for the rest of the body to function well. What happens when your kidneys decide to say, hey, we're not going to function the way we're supposed to? It kind of affects the body, doesn't it? You see, we have to understand that what we do affects the entire body of believers. It's not just me that it affects. It's the entire body. This entire body. And, and again, remember, these gifts are given to us because of what Jesus Christ has done. He has defeated sin. He has defeated death. And so he says, now I'm giving you the spoils. I'm giving you gifts because of his grace. And he says, I want you to use these gifts to, to keep the unity of the believers. Again, we must endeavor to keep unity. We can look at the gifts that someone else has and we can get jealous over it. Why did they get that? Why didn't I get that? So as we look at these, please don't, don't be like, well, how come I don't have that one and he or she does? No. Recognize that every one of us has been given a gift. Every one. Again, please look. Unto every one of us. Every one. We have this gift because of God's grace. And this gift is to be used for the body. It's to be used for the body. It's to be used to keep the body functioning the way that God wants it to function. And how is that? In unity. When the body functions in unity... The body's able to do a whole lot more for the cause of Christ. So what are these gifts? Well, I want you to go to the book of Romans, chapter 12, with me. Romans, chapter 12. Because this morning we're looking at the gifts to individual members of the body. Romans chapter 12, and I want you to notice what Paul says here in verse number 3. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man 
Again, notice he's talking about all believers here. Every man, the measure of faith. So he's talking about this grace that he has given. He says he's given to everyone, every believer, right? Verse number four, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So again, he's talking the same thing here to the church, uh, and the church of Rome. He said there's many members, many members, but there's one body. And not every member has the same gift. Not every member has the same position. They don't have the same office, right? Again, it's, it's interesting why he has to keep saying this, right? Not everybody has the same thing. I think Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, knows how carnal and selfish and petty we can be as humans, don't, doesn't he? Well, he got that one. I didn't get it. Why does she get to do that? I don't get to do that. We're just petty. We are. I think the Holy Spirit knows that, right? I mean, he is living inside of us. I think he knows it. And so he says, look, understand, it's not going to be the same. So we, being many, what does he say next? Are one body in Christ. Many members, one body, and every member one of another. Isn't that great? One body, many members, but he says every member one of another. That means without them, the body's not complete. Without that other person, the body's not complete. We need them. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I'm glad you're part of the body. Go ahead. Say, I'm glad you're part of the body. Now, let me ask you, did you really mean that? <laughs> Some of you may have said it, but you're like, maybe we'd be better without this part of the body over here. <laughs> no, he says, every member. Now watch verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Same thing that we just read in Ephesians. This grace that has been given to us, and through the grace, we have these gifts. These gifts are unmerited. We don't deserve them. God said he gives them to us because of his grace. Differing gifts, differing. It's okay to be different. I know we're, we're living in a world that says that's not okay. It is okay to be different. It's okay. We don't all have to look the same and act the same and, and talk the same. No, it's great to be able to be different. It's great that God has given us different personalities. That's so important because that's what really brings the, 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 the full ability of the body to be used of God because everybody has different gifts. Everybody has different gifts. If, if everybody had all the same gifts, you know what we would think? I am the body. Right? Come on. If, I, if every one of us all had all of the gifts, you had every gift, every, every believer had every gift, we would think, I don't need them. I mean, I got it all already. Why do I need them? I think that's why God doesn't give us all of them. To help us realize that we need one another. We need one another. 
we don't have it all, right? So watch. He says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. There are six gifts that he speaks about here. Six gifts. Now again, please do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying you can't have more than one. I'm not saying God hasn't given you more than one. But I am telling you this, God hasn't given you all of them. And everyone is different. They are differing. We have different gifts, right? So let's, kind of, let's just kind of go through these, uh, these quickly. I don't, I don't have time to really... Um, to go through them one by one. I mean, you could take each one and each one could be a whole message in itself. And I'm really trying to get through Ephesians here before two years is over or whatever. So maybe on a Sunday night or something, uh, we'll, we'll take these. I know we did these several years ago. We went through the different gifts. Maybe we should go through them again. Um, but let's just kind of briefly go through these and see these gifts, right? Notice he says the first one is prophecy, Right? He says, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Again, when we think of prophecy, we're, we're not thinking the same as what like the prophets in the Bible. Okay? When he speaks of prophecy here, there's really two ideas that have to do with prophecy. There is preaching and teaching. right? Preaching and teaching. Okay? You know what God does? God gives some people the gift of being able to preach and teach. He does, Right? God doesn't give everybody that gift. Look, let's be honest. There are some people in here that if they, if they were given a time to say, okay, you're going to teach, whether it's children or whoever it was, they would rather have their fingernails ripped out of their, their finger before they would ever want to get up in front of somebody and teach. There is. And you know what? That is okay. We're not going to rip your fingernails out, okay? But that is okay. That's okay. Not everybody has to teach. Not everybody has to be a preacher, right? That, that's going to be according to what God desires to give. Now, let, let me just say this. Let me just kind of back up a second here, right? Because when we look at these, we're going to look at them, and, and I, I will say this. They can change. They can change, Right? There might be somebody here this morning that says, there is no way, I do, I do not have the gift of teaching or preaching, I don't have that gift. But in three or four years down the road, as they grow spiritually, they may able to, God may give them that gift and they may be able to start teaching, right? So they can't, it's not just like, okay, God gave them to me one time, I never change, nothing ever changes, I just have to be this for the rest of my life. No, I think there is uh, ability for God to change people's gifts as they grow spiritually and as God wants them to do something different, God can change their gift, right? God can change their gift, right? It's not up to us to change it or other people to change it. It's not even up to the pastor to change it or to say, hey, this is your gift, you do it. No, 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 that's up to God. God is the one that does this, right? So there are those that, that, are, that are preaching or teaching the word, Right? And thank God for those that have that gift of being able to preach and teach. 
Man, thank God for the, the folks that are back there teaching in the super church right now. Thank God for those that are teaching in our Sunday school classes and master club classes and the teens. Thank God for those people, right? And I, I guarantee you, if you'll talk to them, because I know, because I've asked all of them to pretty much teach. And at the time when I asked them to teach, they were looking at me like, you are crazy. Me? Teach? Not a chance, man. What are you laughing at, Brother Jake? <laughs> no, it's true. What happens is they begin to grow and God begins to work in their life. God begins to change them to what he wants them to be in the body, right? And so, man, praise God. Some are given the gift of preaching and teaching, right? Um, again, I, I, after I got saved, I, I, did not, I, I did not have the gift of prophecy, of preaching and teaching, um, I, I, didn't, I wanted nothing to do with it, nothing. But as God began to show me what his purpose in the body was for my life, and I began to yield to him, I'm very thankful that he gave me that gift, right? Because it's not of me. It's not me that just gets up here. No, it's, it's him. He's the one, and I thank God that he gave me that gift, right? And please understand, the gift of prophecy is not somehow greater than any other gift. Just because God has given me the gift of preaching and teaching does not mean somehow that I'm better than anybody else in this list. No, 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 no. Everyone is given a gift. We're all part of the body. We're all, the whole purpose is not for self. The whole purpose is for the body, for the unity of the body, right? Notice the second one. He says, prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. The word ministry means to serve, right? God says there, there are some people that they just love to serve. They just, they're willing to do anything and everything. I mean, they just, they just have a heart to serve. If anything needs to be done, they're there. It, it, whatever it might be, they're, just, they're willing to serve, they don't have to necessarily be the ones that, that, is, that is up being, being seen like the pastor or teacher. No, man, they're, they're willing to serve. They're willing to clean the church when nobody's watching. They're willing to come out and, and cut the grass or they're willing to just to serve food to somebody or, or help. They, they're just, they just have a heart to serve. Man, praise God for that. Praise God for those who just have a heart to serve because you know what? We need those people. We need those people, Right? Again, there's going to be some people that are just like, I just, you know, that's just not me. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I don't like to be around people. I don't like to be, you know, I'm just, you know, that's just not me. Hey, that's okay as long, listen to me, it's okay not to be that as long as it's not you trying to deny the gift that God has given you. When we start trying to deny the gift and God is putting it in our heart to teach or to preach or God is putting it in our heart to serve and we just try to start saying, no, 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 that's not me. No, 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 that's not me. No, 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 that's not me. I don't want that. No, God, I, I, I don't want that gift. No, I know you're trying to give it to me. But I don't want it. That's when it becomes wrong because he's saying, hey, I know where you need to be. And I know the gift that you need to fulfill the purpose where I want you to be. And if you're denying that, if you're trying to push that gift away, guess what you're doing to the rest of the body? You're hurting it. You're hurting the rest of the body. Because God says, hey, there's a place that I want you to be. There's a purpose that I want you to do. And when you don't fulfill that purpose and that place, the body doesn't function the way it's supposed to. There's prophecy. Ministry. Notice the third one. Exhortation. Exhorting, right? Um, he says, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed one. 
teaching, or he that teacheth, right? So this is somebody that's um, able to, to teach, and uh, especially I think this really goes along with like discipling and just really trying to help people to grow spiritually. Uh, I believe this was really kind of like what Barnabas was. Barnabas was somebody that just took somebody under their wing and just began to help to teach them and to help them to grow spiritually. They just kind of became a mentor to him, right? Uh, and man, can I tell you, we need those. We need those. And with our young people, with other new believers and things, we need men and women who are willing to be mentors and help to teach. You say, well, I just don't feel comfortable teaching a class, but I'd be willing to take somebody and just try to invest in them and teach them and help them to grow. Hey, we need those people. We need those people, right? Teaching. Then he says um, uh, in, uh, in verse number eight, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. So we have exhorting. That word exhorting means to encourage. We're encouraging. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for every person in, that, it, that has these spiritual gifts, everyone. But some of you, you just, you just encourage people. You just encourage people, right? I, I know there's, there's, there's another, uh, there's a pastor friend of mine, and uh, um, I told my wife this the other day. I said, you know what? I, I said, I know he has the gift of preaching as well, but I said, there's something that I I just see in him that I know I don't have. I said, he is, he is an encourager. He is an encourager. He just exhorts. I mean, every time he talks to me, man, things are going well, you know, praising God. And, and he, just, he just, every time you get around him, they just kind of lift your spirits, you know? They just kind of lift your spirits, right? You know, there's some that have that gift. They're, they're encouragers. They're, they're exhorting. They're, they're strengthening. They're, they're helping. You know, that might be from by just praying for people and letting them know, hey, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. It may be by writing them a note and just saying, hey, I just want you to know I, I'm thinking about you, you know, praying for you, want to encourage you. It could be by doing something for them. You know, hey, I just, I just want to encourage you, you know. There's some people, they just, they just love encouraging people. They love being able to encourage others and see them lifted up. They're, they're not, they don't have to be lifted up, but they're, they're looking at others and saying, man, I just, I, man, I'm just so glad to be able to be able to help them. I just want to encourage them. I told my wife, I said, I was convicted. I said, I, know I don't have that gift, but I know I ought to be more of one. I, I'm not the greatest encourager, right? I'm not the greatest exhorter, but I ought to try to do that more. I'd have tried to do it more. But there's some of you, man, you just, you've got that gift. I mean, you just, you, you just come in the room and it's just like, everybody just feels so much better, right? Now, unfortunately, there's some of you that everybody comes in the room and everybody wants to leave. Right? You say, well, I just don't have the gift of exhortation. Well, that's obvious. But just like me, I don't, I don't have the gift, but I know it's something I need to work on. Just because you don't have the gift doesn't mean you ought not try. Well, I don't have that gift. I'm not going to encourage anybody. Well, at least try. Please. Right? Just because you don't have the gift doesn't mean you shouldn't at least try to do something about it. Right? Exhorting. Giving. Look what he says. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. There's somebody, they just love to give. Some, some of you are just givers, right? Um, I don't know what's going on, but uh, earlier this morning I was walking through the fellowship hall and there's a round table out there. There's like all kinds of presents on this table. So I went over to the table 
You know what I did not find? I did not find my name. <laughs> One of the ladies walked through and said, those aren't for you. It's like, well, thank you. My name was on. You know what I found? It was all women's names. I think there's a conspiracy going on here. All women's names, right? Ladies are going to be like checking that table afterwards, right? Like, oh, is my name out there? It might be. You never know. Some people, they just, they just, man, they just like to give, right? It might be giving of their time. It might be giving a gift. They just, they're just givers. But watch what he says. Do it with simplicity, right? You know what he's saying? Don't do it so that you can be looked at and be like, oh, wow, that person. No, no. Do it just simply. Don't do it so that you get the credit for it. Don't do it so that everybody's like, wow, look at that person. Man, they, they really like to give. No, he says, just do it simply. Don't, don't do it so that you get the attention and the glory. Why? It's not supposed to be about you. What's it supposed to be? About the body. It's supposed to be about the body, right? All of these gifts are for the body. He says, he that ruleth, right? Um, he that ruleth with diligence, that ruling, that's, that's someone that has... You know, they have, they have organization skills, right? They're able to, you know, they've got organization skills and they know how to organize stuff and figure things out. I mean, they, they're doing it well. He says, do it with diligence. You know what? Man, that's great. If you, God has given you that, that gift of, uh, of being an organizer and just, man, everything needs to, to be this way and you know how to organize things. By the way, I'll tell you, there's, there's a lot of different events that we have going on here that it'd be great to have people uh, to be able to say, hey, I'll, I'll take that event on and I'll, I'll organize the whole thing. You know, pastor, you tell me what you want to happen and we'll organize it. You know, that would be so huge. If that's you, man, praise God for that. Use, use that ability, right? Use that. That's the gift that God has given to you because you, you know who's trying to organize it? The one who is not an organizer. I am not an organizer. Man, I, I, think, I thank God for Pastor Joel. He, he, is, he is more of the, this organizer and he gets things in organization. And, and I mean, look at his desk. I hate the guy. I'm just kidding. I don't really hate the guy. Every time I walk by his office, I'm like, my desk does not look like that. I mean, his desk is pristine, right? I got papers everywhere. Like, I have organizational chaos in my office. My wife, come, I'm going to clean your office. No, don't clean my office because I know where every paper is at. And if you move it, I'm going to be lost. She's like, you need to organize. I'm like, I know. I just don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> just, it's not me, right? That might be you, right? Don't touch my office, though, okay? Stay out of my office. <laughs> But, man, there's some events that we could really have. Man, you could take that and organize it. Man, praise God for that. Notice the last one he gives here. Mercy. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. What is mercy? That's compassion. Compassion. Again, God, God, just, God gives some people these things. And, uh, again, you just say, well, I don't, I don't have that organization. You know what? I don't have either. Right? I, I don't have that either. And, you know, sometimes I look at other people like, I wish I could be more organized like that, like Brother Joel or some of these other people. Hey, you know what? That makes me want to try a little bit harder. But I'm going to use the gifts that God has given me for the body. I want to use the gifts that God has given me. One of the things he says here is mercy, compassion, showing compassion on people. You know, sometimes we can, we can expect of others what we don't even expect of ourselves. We expect out of other people what we're not even willing to expect of ourselves. And when other people don't meet our expectations, what do we do? We want to criticize them, and we want to complain, and we want to critique them, and we want to say, well, don't they know they should have done this? Wait a minute. What about mercy? What about mercy? 
showing compassion. Some of you are great at that. Some of you are great at showing compassion, showing mercy. Please, I would appreciate it if you showed me mercy. I need it, right? But some of you, God has given that gift. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Because, again, these gifts, again, think about what he says. Gifts differing according to the grace that is given. Everybody's going to have different gifts, and we can praise God for that. But the whole purpose is for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says, so we being many are one body in Christ. Friend, please do not forget that. He says we are one body. Just because you have a different gift than somebody else, don't look down on them and start criticizing them and complaining about them. No, you use the gifts that God has given you. Let them use the gifts that God has given them and watch how the body is able to work together to fulfill the purpose that God has for it. There's so many churches, so many churches across the, our, our state and the United States and the world that, that are not being used the way God wants them to because there's so much infighting in the church of the gifts. And Well, I don't have this gift. Why didn't God bless me with this? Why did he give them that? Oh, I, don't, I want that and I want this. Hey, don't worry about it. Let God take care of it. If God didn't give you that gift, don't complain about it. Don't use the gift that God has given you. And if you say, hey, I'd really, I'd really like to be able to teach, then say, God, if, if it's your will and you'd like me to teach, I'm willing to teach if you'll give me the gift. God, if you want me to be an encourager, I, I'm willing to change and I'm willing to, to be that encourager. If you think that's going to help somebody in the body, I'm willing to do that if you'll give me the gift. You see, he's given these gifts for the body to help us. And again, even you can read how these things are supposed to be used in verses 9 through 12. He says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. I mean, he gives even how to use the gifts. But are we willing to use them the way God wants us to use them? Are we willing to recognize, hey, yeah, I may not be a preacher or a teacher or I may not have the gift of mercy, but you know what? There are gifts, and please understand, there are gifts that God has given to every one of us, every one. He says that in Romans. He says that in Corinthians. He says that in Ephesians. Every one of us, God has given gifts to. Now, what are we doing with those gifts? Because if we're not using those gifts the way God desires us to be using the gifts, then we're not just hurting ourselves; we're hurting the body. We're hurting the body. And God's desire is that the body would be in unity, walk in unity. And he gives us these gifts to depend on one another, to need one another. We need each other in the body. Hey, can I tell you something? You, you need your leg. Your body needs your arm. Your body needs your eyes. Your body needs your mouth. Your body needs every part of it. Yes, can bodies function without parts of it? Yes, they can, but not the way they're supposed to. Not the way they're supposed to. And so as the church, it's so important that we are in unity in the body, not for self, but for him, so that we are able to be what God would have us to be to fulfill his purpose for the body in reaching the world for Jesus Christ. I wonder with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one looking about this morning.
Friend, earlier I said there might be somebody here that does not know Jesus as their personal Savior. You're not sure if you died if you would go to heaven. Maybe this morning you say, Pastor, I'd like to know how I can be saved. I'd like to know how that I can be with the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity. I'm not sure if I died today where I would go. Pastor, I'd like to, I'd like to know more about that. Friend, if that's you here this morning and you say, that's, that's me, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But I would like to pray for you this morning. You say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not sure. Friend, would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Nobody else is looking around. Everybody, everybody, everybody else's heads are bowed. Everybody else's eyes are closed. But if you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not sure if I'm saved. Would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I'll see your hand. I want to pray for you this morning. I can't save you, but I want to pray for you. Is there anybody this morning? Just slip it up, put it right back down. Pastor, pray for me. And friend, if you're here this morning, you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You say, Pastor, that's me. I know I'm saved. Then friend, you are part of the body. You're part of his body. And he has given you a gift. That gift of grace. That unmerited favor. And through that grace, he gives us these gifts to every individual Christian. Friend, I can't tell you what gift God has given to you. But you know what it is. Say, well, I, I, ha- I don't have any gifts. No, friend, you're just lying to yourself. Because God says he's given every one of us a gift. Every one of us. Every one of us in here that knows Christ as their Savior has at least one. Some may have a couple, couple, but everybody at least has one. So what is the gift that God has given to you? And are you using that gift for the body? Not talking about using it for self. No, no, no. We're talking about the purpose that he gave the gift is for the body. For the body. Are you using that gift to strengthen the body, to help the body to grow, to help keep unity in the body? Or have we become jealous and angry that we don't have the gift that somebody else has? Well, how come I don't have that? No, friend, that's not the purpose of the gifts. Are we using the gifts that God has given to us the way God wants them to be used? Father, I pray you'd help us this morning. Lord, to understand how important these gifts are. And Lord, you give each one of us so differently because you've placed us in the body different in different positions, different places. Father, I pray you'd help us to just look to you and recognize, Lord, this, this body is made up of, it's one body, but made up of many members. And we need each other. We need to use the gifts that God has given to us to keep unity in the body. Lord, help us not to be divisive about these gifts. But Lord, to thank you for the grace of even having these gifts and being able to use them for your honor and your glory. Father, would you help us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. The piano is just going to play softly this morning. Maybe this morning God spoke into your heart. What gift has God given you And are you using it for his honor, for his glory?